Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Hot Week podcast. I'm Hot Week editor Matthew Appleby and today I'm with Andy Baxter from Maze, which is an outdoor living brand. So welcome Andy, how are you doing? Hello, I'm uh, doing very well, thank you. Excellent. Thanks for having me today. No, it's great to have you on. Obviously we've known each other for years and years and you're doing very well with Maze at the moment. So what is Maze and what do you do day to day there? Oh, Maze is uh, it's one of the UK's largest garden furniture brands. So obviously we're a wholesaler and we import furniture and we also have a retail arm of the business as well. And they both complement each other quite well. So my role is managing director and I've been in that role for two and a half years now. And day to day is leading the strategy of the business, basically trying to bring all the different teams on board and setting the vision for the business. That's a lot of what I do. And more recently, getting quite heavily involved in the buying side with the team because we're changing where we're going as a business in terms of the styles as, as styles are changing. Yeah, and it's quite an exciting job. Brilliant. No, no, you say styles are changing. So, uh, you know, we've had uh, the shows recently. So what are the trends you're seeing? Well, predominantly, if you're looking across to Europe, they're always a few years different from us. I'd say in the styles at where everything's going at the moment, it's moving away from the classic greys and grey rattan. And there's a lot more neutrals and natural colours coming through especially mixed materials. I think that's where you're seeing a lot more wood and like the rope weave coming through as well. It just softens the furniture a bit in the garden and naturalizes it a little bit. I think that's where it's a definite shift towards more natural colorways. That's probably the easiest way to put it. Now, that's interesting. So, I mean, rattan has been the big thing for many years. So do you think rattan is slightly coming off the peak? Oh, yes, it is. I think just as everyone's had rattan, and if you've bought rattan five years ago, you know, it's been around for a long time now. And then I think just when people are upgrading or replacing their sets years down the line, they're just wanting a different look in their gardens. And uh, yeah, I think that's partially why, because a lot of people have bought furniture like five or seven years ago. So then if you're going to change it, you want the latest thing, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you say a lot of people bought five or seven years ago, but a lot of people bought during lockdown, which is a bit more recently than that, which I guess changes what demand is like now, because do people change every five or seven years? So if they bought during lockdown, you know, I guess 
it'll be a couple of years before a lot of people do change. Yeah, it would, because especially when you're buying like higher quality furniture, like the idea is you're going to keep it, it's an investment, so you're going to have it for a good number of years. We find we have a lot of repeat customers come back to us as well, and a lot of the comments are about they're either giving the kids their old furniture set and they're then going to upgrade their set to a new one. That does happen quite a lot from the customers that we see. There's a cycle, obviously, with every product, but generally I think we offer up to a five-year warranty on the Rattan and a seven-year warranty on outdoor fabric furniture, so they are designed to last longer. And lockdown demand, it was quite incredible i think that was felt by all furniture brands in the industry but moving forward obviously times have to change people have more places more avenues to spend their discretionary money now so obviously naturally the sales will drop in terms of volume and value because they have to because it's not the uh, the covid boom anymore is it so uh, but it's all still positive moving forwards right. so what does that mean for sales in 23 and 24 we're actually doing well on the volume in terms of mazes sales volume but obviously with the shipping prices coming down, we've passed that on to our customers. So naturally, as the prices come down, you know, lots of people in the industry, you can't be hitting those those COVID highs in terms of sales value. Like I say, it's all about representing the best value for money for people, for the end consumers at the end of the day. Everyone still wants good value for money. And yeah, if in a more competitive market, we have to be more competitive. So sales value will go down, I'm sure, across the market. So tell us a bit more about container prices because they've changed a lot recently. They did. <laughs> so... At peak, I think we were paying about $14,000 a container. That's like the most expensive. Whereas nowadays it's, you know, and, and if you're across the board, everyone can get containers around £2,000 or landed into the UK, if not lower than that. So there's quite a big saving in there, which you have to pass that on to be competitive. And what about sterling? That has been a challenge at the moment. It's looking quite good. Not necessarily on the strength of the pound, more the weakness of the dollar. But yeah, it's looking positive, which in turn helps us going into 2024. So yeah, I would like that to, to stay where it is or improve because that is a big influencing factor on the cost prices to bring items in from the Far East. Yeah, that's good news. So what does that all mean for stock levels? Uh, well, at the moment, I think lots of retailers have had high stocks. We, of course, went into this season and we always try and carry high stocks. And uh, I think... The opportunity will be to bring more product in early before the season next year to make sure that everyone's geared up in advance with the stock ready to sell rather than holding off for the season, waiting for the dollar to be right or the shipping containers to be right. I think at the moment, it's quite a good outlook in terms of the importing costs of garden furniture for 2024. Sounds like it's been a very roller coaster market. So how hard is that to manage from your point of view? Incredibly. <laughs> That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, I'd say it's especially over the past four years, normally you'd have your price at the start of the season, which you would give out to our wholesale customers. Customers buy FOB, of course, from us. We have a nice FOB business as well from our dedicated, loyal, regular customers. But over the past four years, it's been very, very challenging in order to try and set a price bring it in at the right price and be able to wholesale it and for everyone to make a margin where possible. I can't overemphasize the challenge it's been. <laughs> but that's part of where the opportunity lies, though. When things are challenging, it's how you adapt and how you react to things. And that's where the positive outcomes are. Well, it sounds like you've navigated it pretty well and you've been lauded in some areas, like you're in the Growth 100 Index. So what's that? So basically, that is an award. They go through 32,000 businesses in the UK. And it's not just garden furniture, of course. It's all businesses in the UK. They pick out the top 100 businesses that have grown the most by their percentages. And so we were in the top 100 out of 32,000 businesses for 2020 and then 2021. So they're two stellar years for us. And then um, we're also, in turn, we're in the top 25 retail businesses in the UK as well. So I think that's quite a nice accolade to have. That is a brilliant accolade. 
So what are the main differences between selling online and selling from bricks and mortar, would you say? Well, number one, I see a complete place for both of them. I think the economic channel approach is essential nowadays in the retail environment. Online is great for getting the sales interest and people browse online, but that's then where it comes into having a stockist and having a physical stockist where people touch and feel the furniture. I think that's really important and it's something where we are exploring at the moment with our retail partners to grow that side of our business and to get more physical stockists and more furniture on the shop floors. Whereas online, like I say, it's fantastic. There's lots of growth there. However, when you get to the higher end for prices, because that lots of our the maze furniture, it's um, I know we, can, we start at 799, but our products also go up to five and a half thousand pounds. And I think when you're higher in the price, some people just want, to, want a bit more confidence and that they've sat on the furniture. You don't need to because everything is tried and tested to be the most comfortable it can possibly be. And it's all tried and tested by ourselves. But I think when you're parting with, you know, money is hard earned and everyone wants to know it's the right product for them. So that's where the physical stockists come in. But the online side is yeah, you have to have all different types of assets and make sure you've got the best assets so everyone can visualize it in their garden or you've got to really emphasize the quality of the product online. And that's the difficult part. No, no, indeed. Um, so what sort of conversations have you been having with garden centers? The biggest one at the moment is, if I'm honest, lots of the garden centers are looking for the usual products such as like the grey rattans and the kind of like the corner dining sets and things like that, which are great and they're always going to be popular. But what we're doing at the moment and our, our team are, are trying to get across and trying to incentivize people to take the change or take the plunge into it is to go for these newer products, which you know there is demand out there. I think people just need to be able to see it and touch it. And that's the key to it is I think sometimes if some garden centers just took a little bit more of a push, take a, a little chance on them, I think they'll realize that the demand is out there for something different. We talked a bit about materials and colors we talked about the sort of corner sets but what are people looking for in terms of units you know are they looking for corner sets or sort of like the sort of t for twos what is most popular and what is growing in popularity the corner dining will always be popular of course you have to have it in your range we're seeing a trend more towards the especially towards like the larger and on the higher end it's the larger more luxurious sofa sets with big fire pits in the center Let's say, for example, and then you get perglers with the with the motorized roofs and the LED lights where you're actually creating another garden room, but you don't need all the planning and it's not as expensive as creating a full garden room or an extension. So that's the product area where we're seeing lots of growth and where dining sets are always going to be popular. There are always going to be customers that really want dining sets. Lots of customers now, if you've got the bifold doors, they'll have a dining set from the outdoor fabric range inside and they'll have the sofa set outside. So it all matches, like literally it can be used inside and outdoor. And that's kind of the multi-use function furniture. So if you had a rattan set inside your dining room, inside the house, in your open plan kitchen, it might not look right. Whereas the outdoor fabric looks like it's indoor furniture, but it's got the durability of outdoor. So that's the beauty and where it's all going. Brilliant. Okay, that sounds good. Now, the million dollar question is, what is demand going to be like for 2024? So can you answer that, Andy? I don't have a crystal ball, uh, but I do have, is uh, I guess, a lot of industry knowledge from over the years. And as a business, we're forecasting it still to be very competitive. And next year, I think in the back of my mind, I'm thinking it's going to be probably even more challenging than this year because consumers' pockets are being squeezed even more. And the key there is to making sure that you've got the right product for what the consumer can afford and what they want. So it will be challenging next year. But again, like I said before, when it's challenging, that's, that's when it gets exciting. No, no, indeed. So uh, when you've been around the industry for quite a few years now, so what are the biggest changes you've seen over the last sort of 10, 15 years? The biggest change is obviously is everything going online. 
back in the day, I think when we first got talking, when it first started online in 2006, and that was the biggest change then was actually getting people, such as some of the big brands like uh, Forest Garden, Handy Machinery, and actually approaching them, having a meeting in my parents' kitchen and convincing them to actually sell online, direct delivery for us, direct to our customers, we'll pay all the charges, don't worry about it, and then actually trialed home delivery with each of these companies, because at the time it wasn't done. I think by pioneering in the industry then, I think that was kind of sparked the biggest change in the industry because before we had to buy all the stock in and ship it ourselves. I think that's fundamentally the biggest change I've seen, which is kind of what we did back in 2006. I said nowadays, online is big, but it's definitely the customer experience and the product types that changed. I think everything's gone up in terms of quality, especially from our side and what consumer expectation and consumer demand people want to buy quality and they want to buy it once and it's going to last them for a good number of years i think that's where things have changed now it's less consumable furniture and more quality furniture that's fantastic insight <laughs> it's really good to hear you know how things have changed and they certainly have even in that short time but you know it's been good talking to you andy like and in our hot week podcast what we always do it towards the end is ask people what their favorite plant is we haven't talked about plants even though we've talked about gardening quite a lot and outdoor but uh are you a king gardener? Are you a plantsman? I like to dabble in the garden. I enjoy my time in the garden. I'll be honest with you. I'm not like a proper plantsman as such. Um, I would say I I enjoy I enjoy the time in the garden. That's probably the best way to put it. And I don't really like cutting the grass. That's about that's probably the worst one for me. But yeah, so that's 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 probably the best way. Well, not cutting the grass very fashionable now. You so that's what you should you, you shouldn't be cutting the grass. You know, you should be rewilding. But um, have you have you got a favourite? A favourite plant? Is there a plant which you would take away to a desert island if you could only take one? If I could take one, my favourite plant has to be a hellebore. I think it's just a cracking plant and there's a few different varieties. It's just a beautiful plant because it's really interesting. Excellent. Brilliant. The Christmas rose. Well, that's something to look forward to in a few months' time. But anyway, it's been great talking to you, Andy. It's been great catching up and uh, getting a bit of insight into the outdoor living sector. So I'm Matthew Appleby, Hawk Week editor, and I've been speaking to Andy Baxter from Maze, and this has been the Hawk Week podcast. Make sure you never miss a Hawk Week podcast. Subscribe to or follow Hawk Week podcasts via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or your preferred podcast platform. So once again, thanks to Andy Baxter from Maze, and see you next time. <laughs>